We've got widespread deflationary producer prices throughout the world. We've got widespread deflationary trade prices with that whole global trade recession that's getting worse. We've got consumer prices in many places that are becoming highly, if not thoroughly, disinflationary. The one holdout that's left is core consumer prices. And that just happens to be the part that central banks and officials are now zeroed in on, their tunnel vision about these core rates. And what they're worried about is that these core rates reflect their assumptions about the labor market in the United States, in Europe, and around the rest of the world. The tight labor market, as they see it, is the reason for core inflation rates that are stubborn despite the fact that we have deflation in producer prices and disinflation in other consumer prices. But are they right? Are they right to worry about core consumer rates or are they right to link the stubbornness and stickiness of core consumer rates to tight labor markets? Is there something going on in labor that they should be worried about instead that will tell us, that tells us already what to expect about producer, consumer, all the prices going forward? Starting from the inflation data or consumer price data that we got just today across much of the world, you can understand at least where central bankers are coming from, where their rate hike rhetoric and rate hike actions are coming from. If you're focused on core consumer prices, the core consumer price data gives you plenty of reason to be concerned. Let's start with the PCE here in the United States, the PCE deflator, which is what the Fed really looks at. The overall PCE deflator, that was up 0.13% month over month, but that has been slowing down since January. And on a year-over-year -year basis, this is for the month of May, remember, on a year-over-year -year basis through May, it was up 3.85%, which was the lowest since April 2021. So that one heading lower in a rather consistent trajectory, more disinflation in consumer prices. However, you look at the core PCE deflator, and again, it was stuck at 0.31% month over month in May. It was 4.62% year over year, which is, that's the sixth straight month that has been stuck at around 4.6%. So if you're Jay Powell in the FOMC, you're saying we need to pay attention to core inflation rates or core consumer price rates. Here's the core PCE deflator that they watch sticking for six months, half a year, with no, no seeming, seemingly no improvement, right around 4.6%, which obviously 4.6% is way, way too high. And of course, they're blaming a resilient economy and a resilient labor market, Phillips Curve, first and foremost. Over in Europe, we also got preliminary data on the month of June for the Harmonized Index of Consumer Prices in Europe. Europe's HICP, that one increased 0.3%, which is slightly faster than 0% in May. But year over year, the headline HICP was 5.6% year over year. Pretty big improvement from 6.1% in the month of May. And that was the lowest since January 2022. So again, disinflation starting to spread throughout the headline consumer rates. But like the U.S., the core European HICP, not much improvement at all. Another 0.3% month over month, slightly faster than in May. And year over year, 5.4% year over year. That's the, They've been stuck in the fives in Europe, the core rates have been stuck in the, in the fives since going back to 
last October. So like the United States, European central bankers are looking at their core consumer price numbers and saying, we don't see any improvement. And again, they're tying it to the labor market. They're saying the tight labor market is keeping price pressures alive and keeping core rates way, way too high. So we need to do something about it. But as I asked at the beginning here, is that right? Is the labor market, is the labor, the tight labor market creating consumer price pressures when it obviously isn't in producer and trade prices? Maybe the labor market isn't even tight at all. Maybe what we're seeing in headline consumer price rates, like deflation in producer and trade prices, maybe that has something to do with the labor market not being tight or maybe no longer being tight. We're going to take a look at what's going on in labor markets, in spending patterns. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. Eurodollar University, of course, has memberships available, exclusive video content on the Eurodollar system, what it is, what it's supposed to do, what is a reserve currency, why isn't the reserve currency doing what we want it to do. We also have research subscriptions available. I do a daily briefing in partnership with marketsinsiderpro.com. You can check that out. And I also do a daily deep dive analysis where we dive deep into all of these topics that we talk about on YouTube, but much deeper, much more detailed. That's at the Eurodollar University website, which is conveniently located at eurodollar.university. All the information on memberships as well as research subscriptions, you can find it there. The Europeans gave us one other key piece of data yesterday that was related to consumer prices. They gave us, the, the European Commission put out its monthly report on its economic sentiment indicators for various industries, including consumers. Consumers are an industry, but consumers as a measure. What they showed was consumer confidence is, rebound, is still rebounding according to their figures up through the month of June but everyone else's confidence has already rolled over and gone lower, particularly particularly industry as well as retailers. So the, the confidence story that was supposed to support Europe's economy, it's not working out so well in terms of industrial retailer as well as services. So commercial confidence, as we've seen, in, especially in Germany, that's rolling over and going lower, which is consistent with the general economic climate getting worse. As is, despite consumer confidence rising in this series, they also ask consumers what they think consumer prices are going to do over the 12 months ahead. That index fell to 6.1, plus 6.1 in June, was down six points from May, which was plus 12.1. But plus 6.1 is an incredibly low number for this index. So consumers are saying, they're less, they're, less, they're less apt to believe in rising consumer prices now over the next 12 months in the same way that they were skeptical about consumer price pressures in, say, 2016, because this is the lowest for the index that we've seen since March of 2016. It's consistent with the early months of 2009, the very thick and worst part of the quote-unquote Great Recession. So consumers, at least according to this survey, are saying they're not seeing consumer price pressures at all. In fact, they're seeing them recede quickly. But this isn't just some measure that the European Commission puts out. There's not just some random, small, secondary secondary number. When you, when you plot the chart of this particular series against Europe's 
HICP, year over year changes, what you see is there's more than a passing resemblance for basically the entire 21st century. When consumer prices are rising rather, rather rapidly or more rapidly than before, we see that reflected in this consumer price expectation number from the European Commission. Conversely, when consumers aren't seeing consumer price pressures go up, we don't see the CPI or the HICP in this case across Europe go up either. The two go down together. But you'll notice at the far right-hand part of the chart, the European Commission's measure of consumer price expectation has fallen off dramatically, as we just said, but consumer prices themselves have come down more slowly, partly reflecting the stubbornness that we see in core HICP and other price measures around the rest of the world. According to central bankers, they're saying that a tight labor market makes it more likely that the European Commission's measure of consumer price expectations is going to rise and converge with where maybe stubborn consumer, core consumer prices are when we actually believe, and it's more likely to believe given what we see around the rest of the economy, especially deflation and producer and trade prices, that disinflation in consumer prices is going to continue, if not accelerate over the months ahead to match what we see already in falling consumer prices or much less consumer price pressures as they're perceived by consumers themselves. And what that would mean as far as the core rate is that core rates might be stubborn, 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 and then all of a sudden they fall off because consumer prices and consumer price pressures they don't move in linear fashion. Maybe consumer price perceptions do, and at times it can seem as if, but as we've seen in 2008 and 2009 in particular, core rates, they tend to be nonlinear. They stick at a particular level and then something happens and they finally go down. So what are the chances that in Europe, what we see in this European data, that consumers are going to change their mind from thoroughly disinflationary, 2009 levels of disinflationary, 2016 levels of disinflation, to suddenly where core consumer prices are. Are they going to change their mind or should we expect the opposite? Again, as I said, central bankers are looking at the labor market and saying, we're worried it could be that consumers change their mind and restarts consumer price pressures all over again. And a lot of it comes down to employment, or in this case, unemployment. And we got some updates from the two largest economies within Europe, which suggests mm, the labor market may not be so tight, or if it was tight, it isn't tight any longer. The German government reported that registered unemployment rose by 28,000, which was the fifth straight monthly increase. And they're up 94,000 overall in that time, and that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for Germany, that is a lot, especially given what was supposed to have happened this year. There was a sharp rise in unemployment in the middle of last year, which was consistent with Ukrainian refugees um, sheltering in Germany and registering for unemployment benefits. And that was supposed to have leveled off and then unemployment was, was slowly go down, consistent with the idea that German, Germany's economy, like Europe's overall, was resilient and continuing to expand. But ever since we began this year, or Germany began this year, unemployment has been steadily rising. In fact, the unemployment rate reached 5.7%, which is the highest since May 2021. 
So in Europe's largest economy, which in many ways is the engine of the European economy, we're already seeing rising unemployment, steadily rising unemployment. In the second largest economy, which is France, France just reported its second straight, uh, second straight month of unemployment increases too. Again, these are not big numbers, just 6.2 thousand in the month of June on top of 10.8 thousand in the month of May. But still, that's the most in any two month period since May of 2021 when France was, was like much of the rest of Europe dealing with the pandemic and the fallout from it. So the French unemployment rate is starting to leak a little bit higher as the amount of, as the number of registered unemployed in both France and Germany have been rising in Germany steadily since the early part of this year in France over the last two months. Maybe the labor market has turned a corner and maybe the labor market in Europe has turned a corner in a way that consumers and businesses are perceiving. So Business confidence, as we saw in the ESI from the European Commission, that has rolled over and it's not price pressures or quote unquote inflation that is responsible for the increasing pessimism. Maybe it is them beginning to lay off workers, which would explain both the deflation in producer prices as well as the disinflation in consumer prices. And it leaves us to expect eventually disinflation, if not worse, in core consumer prices, regardless of what they say right now. But central banks don't look ahead. They look behind at what the core consumer prices are today. So that's Europe. Let's go back to the United States. What's going on here? Well, next week we'll get the payroll report. So we'll have a better idea, at least from the BLS side of things, looking at the household survey numbers in particular. Also, the, the, the payroll report, maybe the payroll numbers will, will decline a little bit. But we all, what, what we got today was, in addition to the PCE deflator, the rest of the PCE series from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, personal income and spending. And what we see in those numbers is moving past disinflationary toward recession and deflation. Real personal spending was up just 0.1% since January. This is through the month of May. And all of that increase was in the month of April. So you can see what happened to GDP. As I mentioned yesterday in yesterday's video, personal spending in real terms, as well as nominal terms, had a good month in the month of January. But it was all in January. And since January, spending has been flat to modestly lower. And the reason why is that nominal spending is slowing way down. Nominal spending or nominal personal consumption expenditures was up 6% year over year in the month of May, which sounds good, but even that 6%, that's way down from 13, 14% rates that we saw in the early part of 2022. And 6% is also front loaded. When you break it down by just the last three months, going back to February, so we've got March, April, and May, March, April, and May, these particular three months, nominal PCE is up just 0.7% in those three months. That's just a 3.2% annual rate. 3.2% annual rate is solidly in recession territory. So consumers are spending less in nominal terms. They're spending more, but the growth rate is less in nominal terms, and they're spending a touch less in real terms, so you can understand why disinflation in consumer prices, deflation in producer prices, whatever it is that core prices are actually reflecting. A lot of it is imputations and artificial stuff. 
The reason why consumer spending is tailing off, incomes. Incomes are not keeping up with consumer prices. They're not keeping up with our expectations of a tight labor market. In particular, the series, real personal income, which excludes transfer receipts from the federal government. What we see there is that one was up 1.6% year over year in the month of May, but going all the way back to last September, it's up just 0.3%, which means that private sources of income throughout the economy, including rising interest payments, but private sources of income are barely keeping up with prices and they're not keeping up with consumer spending habits as they had been over the last couple of years. What we're talking about is falling nominal personal consumption expenditures is consistent not just with disinflation and deflation in the economy, but also with everything else that we've been talking about here, the labor market. Consumers are looking at their own personal situation. They're looking at the jobs market and they're at least a little bit more uncertain, if not slightly more pessimistic than they had been all this time. So the labor data in the biggest economies in Europe, that's already suggesting the worm has turned there. Unemployment might be rising, consistent with all the price numbers that we're getting except core rates. We see slowing consumer spending in the United States, slowing business spending too, which also means that GDP Whatever you make of GDP in the second quarter, that's going to come up, uh, continue, that's going to be weaker than it was in the first quarter, heading toward the third quarter and fourth quarter, which recession and disinflation. So as I said, producer prices deflation, trade prices deflation, consumer prices disinflation, but core, core consumer prices are doing what core consumer prices always do. They're sticking. And sadly, Central bankers and economists are focused entirely on core consumer prices and ignoring all the rest of everything else, which suggests that core consumer prices are about to be taken care of too. One by one by one, each thing is being ticked off. Each part of this inflation period, the supply shock is falling apart and heading toward the deflationary recession. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, huge thank you, Eurodollar University, research subscribers, Markets Insider Pro research subscribers, and of course, our Eurodollar University members. My sincere thank you. All of you take care.